Yeah, everybody, welcome back to the Disco Hour with Dr. Pat. <laughs> welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Boy, well, you're you bringing me disco, back. You you're bringing want... me back. Well, I'll get you some disco. What would it be? What would be your number one disco tune? And then I'll tell you mine. Okay? It doesn't apply. I'd go with Disco Duck. Oh, is that yours? Well, because, you know, I, I was born in 77, so the disco era, okay, I think, was just I'll coming to an end. Okay, I'll write mine down, and then you can... So, you, it was a spin off of, you know, being a kid, okay. so disco was kind of out, and so the animation thing and Disney came back in, so they did their disco version of Disco Duck. And okay, so you that. play yours, and then here. I don't have it, though. I need a... Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, play okay. mine. Uh, you don't have it here? Well, it, it was on record, and I don't have records in the studio. I'm sure I can find one. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you even own a record? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Really? I still spin like one. Like a ri- Do you? Yeah. I, I have a whole record collection. Did you know that? Yeah. Huge. I just don't want to steal from your record. Like the I White I Album. Fun. That's mine. I know. I thought I pulled it up. That's mine. That's it. Oh, come on, everybody. Do it with me. Can you feel it? Can you feel me right now? Can you feel the dance? Come on. You know how to do this. And thanks to Mama Mia, kind of brought this back. Here we go. <laughs> that was me. They were saying, like, see that girl? They were like, that was me. I don't know what year that was. <laughs> At least I thought it was me. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. What a great chat with Greg Norman. I think I found mine. Okay. Nope, wait, that's not it. Oh, oh my God, you're teasing us. No, wait, wait, wait. I got to turn off this program and then start this program. Oh, yeah. God, it is. Told you. It's disco duck. <laughs> That's yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so good. Now, uh, okay. Since we're doing this, we're waiting for our guest, which I don't know if our guest is calling or not. Um, but but one of the things I, I love to do this. You know what I just thought about? I'm gonna have to talk to KKNW because I would love to do like a really late night show that you know does music and sort of living life full out things. I'd love to do that. Wouldn't that be so fun? It wouldn't be like Delilah because I listen to Delilah and, you know, I cry. I, I turn on Delilah like at night when she's on and I think she's on the warm channel. And so I listen to that and I'm like, wah, wah, my husband's over in Iraq. And I, oh, it's hard. And she's like, always oh, so right there. She's like right there. She's like, oh, honey, I feel for you. Wow. And to think that she actually started her gig Right somewhere out of these studios. I don't think she was like sitting in this chair, but I think she was one of the studios here at Sandusky, I believe. And now look at her now. She's like Delilah anywhere. It's like I went to the East Coast and I got to listen to Delilah. Well, that just shows you how connected we really are. Um, But yeah, honestly, 
Um, how do we how do we stay connected? But more importantly, you know, we have a guest coming up right now. And, you know, it's Dr. Deborah Green. Her book is Endless Energy, The Essential Guide to Energy Health. And I can't wait to talk with her because, you know, there's so much that we don't know about around energy health. We don't. I mean, it's a brand new. It's a fresh conversation. And, you know, honestly speaking, it's a conversation that many of us have a lot on radio, but very few of us know like anything about. And so we were hoping to get her on today, but are we still trying, Benny? Well, she is on that national book tour of hers, so she could be on with another interview. You think she is? I don't know. It goes right to a voicemail. So I left a message, and we'll hopefully uh, we'll get her on. Yeah, national. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hold the energy, the vibe. Okay, so let's continue along the, the path that we're at, if we could. So we just did like our disco songs. Do you have a sad song? Well, of course I have a sad song. Should we share our sad songs? No, I don't want to be sad right now. Okay. I want right. to be happy. Okay, so that was a disco <laughs> song. Do you have a right. happy song? Other than Tons disco. Tons of happy songs. Do you really? Sure, who doesn't, right? I any song, think. Any song from when I was a kid to right now. So what does it mean to have a happy song? Is that like a song that puts a smile on your face? Yeah, or that warm, fuzzy feeling. That warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah, gotta love that one. Oh my gosh, I gotta think mm-hmm. now. I have many too can't really isolate just one right <laughs> nope i got lots of fuzzy feelings you know what a song i'll never forget ever and maybe you can find it i don't know how far back you have to go but do you know why i remember this song it's an elton john song okay it's one of his first mm-hmm. and the reason that i i i love this song is because i got to see elton john at the village theater in new york sad song or happy song he does have a song called Sad Songs. No, it's not Sad Song. Here, I'm oh. going to write it down for you. Well, you can just tell people. I got it. <laughs> She's writing it down. That's why like it's so quiet. It's a mystery song. Oh. Um, and, I, I, and here's the deal. We went into the Village Theater, which I don't even know if it even exists anymore. But we went in to see this, this guy, this act called Elton John. But honestly, we didn't go to see Elton John. Elton John was the, what do they call it, the the second act or the the for opening act? Opening well, act. Well, the opening you act. You know, like when the Pussycat Dolls open for, like, Britney Spears? Well, there you go. You just said it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. So Elton John was the opening act for Leon Russell. Who? who what, right. You're going to have to look up Leon Russell so it's the now. Other way, now it's the other way around, though, right? Who knew? Well, we knew. So, Benny, this is the experience that I remember with Elton John. And it's always... And this is like a connection you make. So Elton was up on the stage with his piano, and this Mm. was way back. And Benny's actually going to find the song that he played, and one of the reasons that we all went. And then, see, we went to the Village Theater, and honestly, Benny, it was not even full, right? We had, like, seats in the front. So I was, like, in, like, the second row, right? I was in the second row. Mm -hmm. Elton John was on the stage. Mm -hmm. I was with a group of my friends. And and I was completely mesmerized with this man. And all there was was Elton John and his piano. This is what he played. This is a song I will always remember. I don't have much money, but boy, if I did, I'd buy a big house where we both could live. If I was a sculptor, but then again, no, or a man who 
makes oceans in the traveling show I know it's not much but it's the best I can do my gift is my song yeah and this one's for you and you can tell everybody this is your song it may be quite simple but now that it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind that I put down in words how wonderful life is while you're in the world I sat on the roof and kicked off the moss well a few of the verses well it got me quite cross but the sun's been quite kind I wrote this song <laughs> I won't ruin it I love that song, Benny. Thank you so much. And, you know, we were talking about energy and we we're talking about what that means and kind of going back in time and thinking about what, why do I remember that song? You know, why was that important to me? You know, what was it about Elton John that, you know, that reminds me of, of, brings me back to that time i don't even know what year that was like maybe 68 or something i have 1970 but that's okay, when 70. uh it was recorded the okay, version maybe i had all right well maybe it, okay a couple, a couple years before yeah i i think it was i think you're right i think it may have been 70. 69 70 mm-hmm. but i but what every time i hear that song i i see this man and i remember the feeling of that and the energy around that well dr deborah green is joining us here today and as i mentioned before you know she's got an incredible book is endless energy and i want to ask you welcome to the show thank you so much it's a pleasure to be here it's great to have you here you're on a book tour so why do I remember that song, and why is that image of Elton John back in 1970 when he was not even an opening act? Why is that such a connection for me? Look, I'm putting you right on the spot already. <laughs> this is true. Just walked in the door. That's a very good question. Well, I would imagine that you had some kind of memory or something connected with the song from that time, and so it just stays with you. I mean, we basically could have access to pretty much anything. Because, you know, as you know, conventional Western medicine science cannot find any particular location in the brain that's responsible for memory. And that's because our brains don't really work that way. Um, our, our brains are actually quite holographic in nature. And we can call up, you know, dial up any, any memory that we want to at any time. And they, they trigger off like that. I'm sure, you know, many people have experienced that sort of cascading effect. Oh, you get one memory and then the whole chain comes in. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you're into whatever that experience is but you know one of the things that you've done is you've created this book and i was saying before you came on that you know we're talking about energy and energy healing right now but honestly it's really a new term and you know it's not quite mainstream but it's almost there yes and i wanted you to talk about the book and your work and why this is important now 
to bring this to more people. Hmm, well, it's very important because it's it's the missing piece of the puzzle. It's it's the reason why, you know, there are certain limitations to conventional allopathic medicine and health approaches and it's because the energy bodies are not recognized by them and I suspect that's because western medicine was developed largely through the study of cadavers and when you're working with cadavers you're working with dead bodies to mm. put it rather bluntly. And so the energy bodies are no longer intact. They're missing from a dead body. But any any person that's alive has these energy components to them. And once we bring those into the picture, then so many things start to make sense. Um, explanations come forth that that evade the other approaches. And it, it really is the it's the future. Well, I want to make sure you guys know we're going to give out five copies of Deborah's book, Endless uh, Energy, of 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. If you want to get in on the conversation, get a copy of the book. Um, I want to talk about energy and health. And, you know, I, I, I thought of you last night. I was watching, I don't know what it was, but it was it was about Farrah Fawcett right now. And, and, and she's going through some health challenges. But she has always been the first to say, you know what? Those people that are writing that in that tabloid, have them stop. That is not true. And I can't be, I can't help but think that she really doesn't want that, quote, energy. Mm-hmm. Is that is yeah, that right? That's definitely something to pay attention to because from the perspective of subtle energies, thoughts are things and they act like little magnets and they, they magnetize other similar thought forms and pretty soon huge conglomerate thought forms, you know, are, are actually out there palpable and have effects energetically. So it, it's definitely something to pay attention to. And you hang out with Bruce Lipton. Yes. <laughs> more more importantly, she actually presents with him, but hangout's my term because you're from Hawaii, right? <laughs> it's true. So you're hanging. And so, you know, when you're in this world and you create a platform like the one you've created, the question that comes to mind for me is, you know, can we... Can we, through energy and endless energy, through the work that you've done, can we heal ourselves? Yes, the answer is yes. And it's an inside job. You know, if if we want to really achieve, you know, true healing, we have to work on ourselves internally. And that includes working on what I call these energy bodies, the vital body that powers us and it's our power supply. It gives us our get up and go energy, our emotional body, which of course is really a a challenging problematic body, our mental body and the universal body. We have to pay attention to those channels and, and work with them and achieve some kind of mastery in those arenas. And that's how our health can be enhanced and maintained. So, you know, in your book, you talk about the emotional body. And honestly, I was doing a, I've been doing a couple of shows and gotten, gotten, just get a huge amount of calls on this. And folks are hearing emotional body, emotions, emotions, emotions. And the conversation seems to be all over the map. Some people are saying, you know, you're not supposed to show your emotion. Other people are saying you are supposed to show your emotion, but to a limit. And I wanted to get your take on and what you talk about in terms of healing and what that emotional body is meant to express. 
That's a very, very excellent question. I think one of the reasons it's all over the map is because the emotional body is very neglected. And mm-hmm. because of that, it's, it's, it's in a state of imbalance. It is not healthy. It's very, very rare to find a person who has a healthy emotional body. And when the emotional body gets unhealthy, it gravitates into this either what I call an overweight or an underweight condition. And that's how it is for most people. And it's the the true purpose of the emotional body is to allow us to connect with other people and to connect inside ourselves. There's a strong relationship between the emotional body and our intuition. And it's very important to pay attention to that body. And for most of us, it's it's out of shape. I wanted to ask you, I mean, first of all, folks, I want to tell you, this is like an incredible book. And I've actually, there's a, I've, I've mentally noted the pages I want to ask Dr. Green about. Uh, but I want to make sure you guys know that if you give us a shout at 1-800-930-2819, we're going to give away a couple copies of this book. I, I'm waving my hands because I just want to say something else in, in connection with your last question. Suppression is not the answer. Suppression That's, of emotion is not the answer. That was kind of the, what I was trying to get at. But neither is overindulgence of the emotions. And, you know, we people who have suppressed their emotions, there's a tendency to want to overindulge them. And that's equally problematic. So it, the answer really is about the golden middle way. You know? Exactly. Right. And not the extremes. Correct. I mean, honestly, you know. No, I don't really know of I, I don't want to just get I don't know of anything in my little world where extremes really work. Uh, the only place I could think of where an extreme would work is if somebody was in danger and you needed to find some extreme strength in that moment. But the thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, because you talk about it in the book, and not many people are talking about it the way you do, is, and I'm going to go right to the quote in the book, for those if you want to know, it's on page 191. And you talk, you say this. Concentration is the hallmark of a healthy mental body. And I wanted to ask you, what does that mean? If you were speaking to Farrah Fawcett right now, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot, you wouldn't do this on radio. What would concentration mean for her? Well, or for anybody. Yeah, I, I can't really speak for Farah, but what what I mean by by the power of concentration is the ability to hold a focus. You know, if if you decide that that you want to focus your mind on something, or if you decide that you don't want to have any thoughts at all, or whatever it is that you want, you should be able to have that kind of control of your equipment, so to speak. You know, our our mental aspect being one of our bodies. And to achieve, you know, mastery over that resource that we have, we have to be able to have it doing what we want. You know, it, it can't just be running random. wild and yeah, random. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of things pulling our attention, you know, externally and and keeping our minds, you know, noisy and busy all the time. But it's that's why it's very important to take charge of your mental body, take charge of your mind and pay attention to what you're thinking. The goal, of course, is to have every thought be a consciously chosen thought and so forth. Let me talk about energy fields, because that's sort of been, um, um, you know, for a lot of people, there is, I believe, a misrepresentation of energy fields. I mean, a lot of us, especially like my naturopath, she looks at me and she says, oh, my God, you like are surrounded by all of these 
energy things. We need to do something to neutralize it. But I wanted to ask you about that in the context of healing. You know, are there multiple definitions of, quote, energy and energy fields, or are they kind of the same thing? Well, um, because this is a very emerging, you know, kind of study, uh, people are coming at it from different perspectives. And, you know, it's kind of like the blind man and the elephant. If you look at it from a different perspective, you're seeing something different. You might come up with a different name for it, but we're all kind of, you know, headed in the same direction, I would say. And, And there are, of course, different different frequency bands of energies. And depending on what you're focusing on, you can, you know, tune into any one or many of those. So, you know, when I knew you were going to come on air, I know we've received a lot of questions. Some people would say that, I'm just going to talk about our country, that we are in a health crisis from a lot of different perspectives. I mean, we did an entire series on Lyme disease and the fact that that's not even being recognized, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and a, a number of other health issues, autoimmune, just categories of stuff that people don't even know how to name. How can we use uh, energy and energy healing to address some of those things? Well, it's it's very useful to address, you know, any kind of physical illness or physical ailment from the perspective of energy because interwoven into our dense physical body, we have this energy body called the vital body. And the vital body is actually primary. It actually pre-exists the physical. So if you have something going on in your physical body, it can be approached from this subtle energy body, the vital body, and work with in that level to help, you know, balance the energies because the physical body is basically just the display monitor. It's just the stage where these other energies are playing out. You know, you have, this has been a body of work that you've been dedicated, committed to. Um, You go all over the world. You speak about it. You help people with it on a daily basis. Um, What is the key, in your opinion, as to why some people are very successful with energy healing and others are not, even if they both are curious about it? That's that's a complicated question, it is. but I, I saved it for you. Thank you. I really appreciate. It. <laughs> are you talking about like an individual person? Or are you talking about like a like a healer type person? Well, I, I have a very specific example. I have a lot of them. I mean, there are people that email us and they say, you know, myself and my friend, we've been through the same experience, mm. you know, and here I am. I have healed myself. I no I longer have breast cancer, and. She's not making progress. I understand. And, I, you know, I'm asking you from, you know, beyond the conversation of when it's your time, it's your time. I don't, that's not the question. Yeah. The question is about, are there things that people can learn to help them better hone in on their healing potential? Well, yes, absolutely there are. And we are all different. I mean, you know, Western allopathic medicine wants to try oh. to convince us that there's like a one-size-fits-all totally. cookie-cutter approach to health and healing, and it just isn't true. I mean, we are all unique, and I know that sounds cliche, but when it comes to healing, it's absolutely true. And so what works for one person might not work for the other person because we are all different, and we are all very, very complex. 
So, you know, as you're touring around and, uh, you know, what are people saying about the book? What are people saying about your tour? Well, most of what people really appreciate about the book is that it ties together a lot of different you know, information and diverse things that that people have heard along the way, and it 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 puts it into a coherent, understandable picture. And people are you know really appreciative of that. And I'm grateful when I hear that because that was one of the reasons that I wanted to write the book. That was you know part of my aspiration was to tie together all of this stuff that we're hearing because it is a very up and coming you know kind of uh, topic. Well, you're actually a leader in the field. I mean, honestly. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Green, you you are a leader in the field. You know, anybody that can sit down and write a book like this and be able to explain this in the way that, uh, you know, all of us can understand it. I mean, that's very special. What's your vision? What's your message for everybody listening today? What What would you like people to walk away with? That basically we we are largely comprised of these energies and that energy is the new frontier we have to under, understand ourselves in terms of energy frequency vibration we have to under, understand ourselves as information systems and in doing so we will unlock the locks wow you know this has been for me a fabulous conversation I'm so glad you could come on the show, and I know this is a really short time. I want to invite you back so that we could spend a full hour talking about this because it's just way too much. Before we go, uh, I want to ask you one quick question. I came across a chapter in the book about collective consciousness. Yes. And if you had one thing to say to our listeners about that, what would that be? It would be that when you work on yourself and you achieve you know a breakthrough no matter how tiny it may seem to be mm. any any progress that you make in your own journey it helps to uplift all of humanity mm. because we're all connected it was such a pleasure to have you. Um, what, please give out the website because people are going to want to find out more. And the book is available just about everywhere. It's My website is www.energyhealthy.com. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I this hope time. you will come back. I, I mean, will. I actually want to spend a full hour talking about this. This is such an important conversation. For those of you that missed any part of this, we'll certainly have the archive up. Dr. Deborah Green joining us here today, the author of Endless Energy, The Essential Guide to Energy Health. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.